Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's case, we are covering the case of Mel Ignato. But before we get into that, Ryan, what is new with you? Oh, you know, you ask me this, I feel, every single week. I know, and you have a whole week to figure out something that you're doing. That goes on in my life, and I got nothing. Oh my goodness. Well, we did go to the movies last week. Can we I did. take that one? Yeah, you can do that one. Okay, we went to the movies last week, and that was that was fun. What did we go see? We went and seen the new Scream. Yes, we did. I liked it way more than you did, but... Yes, that is true. That's because you felt like it was overhyped, like there was more hype to it. I felt like it was the perfect movie for right. the series and like where it's going, and we're not giving away spoilers, but God, it was bloody. <laughs> yeah, I guess when I have these expectations of it being hyped up so much, and then it doesn't live up to the blow-my-pants-off hypeness, I get let down. Uh, I feel like you were overhyping it in your head a little bit more. Maybe I overhyped it to you, but that's because I just love that series. I know. Well, I don't want to blame you, but... Oh, but here we are. You're <laughs> blaming me. You know what else, though? <laughs> What's that? That we saw today. What? It's a Mario. Oh, yes. It's a Mario. Yes. Yeah, so, we were watching a true crime documentary, and we found a guy that looked exactly like Mario if Mario had decided... Plumbing it was no longer working out. Right, and decided to become a defense attorney. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I just have to throw out there. If you are in a social setting and, I don't know, going to get something like at a gas station, don't then use that as the time to tell somebody how they need to get right with God. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, not the time or the place person. I need you to move on, because I need to help the person behind you. Right, right. Yeah. Time and place for things, people. Time and place. But you know what is the time and place for things? What? Our shout-outs. Ooh, shout-outs. I love doing shout-outs. Shout-outs are fun. Yes, they are. So we have Tori E. We have Ray R. And Benjamin W. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this podcast each and every week without you guys listening. All right, Ryan, now that we have talked about ourselves for a few minutes here, let's have you get us started on this case. Let's do it. So again, a quick recap of how the episodes are going to be going this season on Guilty or Innocent. Hold up, I need you to do this in your best impersonation of being on an airplane and <laughs> you being the steward. Well, I did change some of the words, so it's not exactly the same, but I'll do my best. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley. He screwed it up for you. <laughs> Keith and I are going to give you some background and the facts of the cases like we usually do. But the actual story of the case will be shorter than normal compared to our trial time portion. Which means the exits are located on your left, your <laughs> right, front, and back. And during that trial time portion, I will take the role of the quote prosecution and emphasize why Mel is guilty, even if I truly agree or not. And Keith is going to take the role of the quote defense and shed some light on why Mel is innocent. Again, even if I feel like he isn't innocent. After all that, Ryan and myself will then play the role of the quote-unquote jury, and we'll give you our thoughts and opinions on the case after hearing the details, whether we believe Mel is innocent or guilty. Then, Ryan will tell us what actually happened and the outcome of this trial. 
With that being said, let's fire up that trusty time machine and head back to September 1988. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when your dead cannot be responsible for any lost limbs. Here, we will meet 50-year-old Mel Ignato and his 38-year-old girlfriend, Brenda Schaefer. I actually used to know somebody by the last name of Schaefer. Yeah, me too. That's, I feel like it's a common name over here. Okay, but it, I was in Ohio when I met a Schaefer. I did not realize that that was such a common name over here. <laughs> well, the two met on a blind date in the fall of 1986. Ooh, we were doing blind dates back then? I guess. I mean, <laughs> get on with your bad stuff. <laughs> but the love of these two was short-lived as the life of Brenda would come to an untimely end. Ooh. In August of 1988, Brenda went on a lunch date with her brother's girlfriend, Linda. It was here where Brenda confided her fear and hatred of Mel. Brenda also mentioned to Linda that she was going to be leaving Mel because he was so abusive. God, that love affair did not last long. <laughs> I guess after a couple of years, it didn't work out. Her brother's girl. Okay, so... For whatever reason, I thought it was Mel's brother's girlfriend, and I was no. like, that's a weird person to tell. Yeah, no, no, no. It was Brenda's brother's. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, Mel somehow found out about these intentions and had the mentality that only way Brenda was leaving him was in a body bag. Oh, is it because Linda told? Maybe. I don't know. Listen, Linda. <laughs> you don't go telling other people's secrets. Right. Mel began planning how he was going to kill Brenda with the help of his former girlfriend, Mary Ann Shore. Oh, uh, you know, I guess when you get two M's meeting together, they're going to make some real fucked up <laughs> shit. Right. And they planned it for weeks and spent days preparing how and where it was going to be done. It turned out it was going to happen at Mary Ann's house. Now, hold up. Why are we even doing this case, then, if you're just going to straight up tell me that Mel murdered her? Well, we will... Get to that. Okay. We, you're actually, I know, callers, I'm sure you are wondering the exact same why thing. Why the hell is this one even in here? Right. So why don't you tell the callers why? All right. So now, in a very rare occurrence this season, thanks to the testimonial source, we can tell you what happened on that September day in 1988. It's up to you and us if you want to believe the source. So far, what we said may not have actually been true. Oh, so Linda might also be a lying whore. She might be a lying whore. Okay. Mel might be a lying whore. Okay. Well, Mary Marianne might be a lying whore. Somebody's a lying whore. Somebody is a lying whore. Oh. oh my goodness. By this time, Brenda had separated from Mel in which she probably felt was the most peaceful way possible. One day, Brenda agreed to meet up with Mel to return some of the jewelry of his that she still had. Hold up, you have his jewelry? What kind of jewelry is a man wearing outside of a ring? I'm imagining maybe like a watch or a necklace. Okay, because like I know dad, your dad, he wears like the necklace. Yep. But in my mind, I don't think of that as jewelry. I just think of that as a necklace. Well, it's that is true. jewelry. But, necklace is jewelry. But yes. not, I don't think, I think jewelry is like, I have this diamond earring. Right, and right. diamond studded bracelet. You know, I'm not thinking, oh, here's a, a necklace, a man's necklace is jewelry. Right. I, I feel you. I feel you. When Brenda got into the car, Mel proceeded to bring her to Marianne's house. 
Once there, he pulled a gun on her and forced her into the house. Is this Marianne's testimony or his? We figure it all out at the end. Do you want me to just tell you now and no, ruin the, don't end? Ruin oh, okay. the whole episode? Well, <laughs> I well, you asked. I feel like maybe you bounced back into old junior, just telling me the whole thing right away. I mean, I that's why I said in this very rare care occurrence this season it's gonna be a little different it feels real different it is it is okay tell me more all right well at this time mal gagged and blindfolded brenda oh well that's shitty <laughs> yes and then he forced her to strip he while would... she was blindfolded yeah i guess that's real shitty yeah you know how quick you're gonna fall over if you're blindfolded and you're told to strip <laughs> And you've been gagged? I'm, I'm probably a lot. Because it's not like you can be like, hey, shit, I might fall. Help me. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I had to find something funny with that one. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good you did, because it gets rough. Okay. He would then make Brenda pose in sexually provocative positions to take pictures of her. Mel would then beat, torture, rape, and sodomize a helpless Brenda. Holy fuck. All while Mel's ex-girlfriend... Marianne was taking photos with that same camera. Are there photos of this? Like, legitimate photos of this? Again, are you asking and want me to ruin it? Or no, don't ruin it. Stop Just, asking I'm the questions. Sorry. So, these questions he's asking are all very valid questions. Okay. And I promise you, they will get answered. Okay. After all this awful stuff happens to Brenda, Mel then proceeded to kill her using chloroform. That's an Odd way to murder somebody. He, he, I mean, it's not messy. No, but I would, I guess I have questions with that, but I'll save those to the end, too. <laughs> then they brought her body behind Marianne's house to bury her in a shallow grave that was already there waiting for her. So, yeah. I Let's, let's hear I this question so about... I so many questions, and I'm going to have to <laughs> wait. I've got to start writing these down. Okay, well, let's hear that question about the chloroform, because I don't know if I talk about the chloroform okay, later. Okay, my question is, is, how does chloroform kill you? I thought it just knocked you out. Well, if you it knocks you out, and then you continue to hold the napkin or rag over their face, you're making them not breathe. Well, you would figure once they've taken the happy nighttime medicine... Well, you're still breathing after you take the happy nighttime medicine. I shouldn't call it happy nighttime medicine. <laughs> you know you should not have. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have told you before, maybe you should chloroform me to get me to sleep. <laughs> the following day, Brenda was reported missing. Eventually, all eyes turned to Mel. Yep. Mel proclaimed his innocence and denied any involvement with Brenda's disappearance. So, yeah, uh, you know, again, the spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend. They're of, always looked at first. They should always be looked at first. Absolutely. Months would go by and the case was getting colder and colder. The police eventually invited Mel to try and clear his name by testifying in front of a grand jury, which he does. During his testimony, he mentioned Mary Ann at some point. This was the first time the authorities heard that name which brought her into the investigation. The police tracked her down and brought her in for questioning. So that's interesting. Yeah, see, I don't think people realize the moment that you are ever on trial and you bring something else up that hasn't been brought up yet on the witness stand, you've now opened it up to everybody being able to ask that question. Yes, and 
he was just so adamant on clearing his name because he felt... He didn't do anything? He didn't do anything, even though our story said that he did. He did, but again, that was according to a testimony. Of somebody. Right. So, of that somebody, during our questionable and rare occurrence of the murder... Right. Well, here is where it came from. Mary Ann was offered a deal for her story, but only if she could provide where Brenda's body was. Just a reminder, it has now been 14 months since Brenda was reported missing. And Mary Ann followed through on her side. She brought detectives to the shallow grave behind her house where they found Brenda's very bad decomposing body. Even though there was zero physical evidence other than Brenda's body, authorities felt this was enough to arrest Mel Ignato, which will bring us to the trial time. So, there's the case portion. Okay, so I want to hear your prosecution, and then I'll give my defense, and then we got to open this up for lots and lots of questions. Okay, 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 we can do that. Alright, so let's take a look at the evidence supporting Mel's guilt. Because... Yeah. Due to the layout, I guess, of this story, how we, how I wrote it up, I only kind of got two. Okay. Okay. And obviously the main one was Mary Ann's version of the events seemed pretty darn accurate all the way to the point that she knew exactly where Brenda's body was. Okay. And then my second one was an FBI behavior, behavioral, behavioral. Yeah. Fuck that word. <laughs> Scientist gave his expert opinion that, quote, you don't break up with someone like Mel. Mel Ignato breaks up with you. I don't feel like that should be allowed. What? The, his... Last week, last week you were all gung-ho on quotes. Right, but his, her quote was her quote. You can't be a behavioral scientist and be like, this is my expert opinion on this. Okay, you don't know this, dude. You've seen what you believe is evidence I just, I don't like that kind of stuff where somebody that's like, oh, I studied their behavior, so it has to be this. Zero points there. Okay, okay. Okay. Then you get a point for Marianne's version seeming so accurate, but my question is, where the fuck are these photos? If supposed photos were taken, where are they? And why did you not add those into your prosecution side? Because that would 100% say he's guilty. Okay, okay. Well, like I said, I those are kind of my two points. And I was really wanting to slam dunk with that whole story we read earlier was Marianne's version of what happened to Brenda. Okay. And to corroborate her story, like they said, oh, put it in a shallow grave. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the grave. But that's all. Yeah. That's all you got that's all you got on your end. Well, and the granted there was no physical like hardcore uh, evidence as far as Brenda's body. Right. Because that was decomposed so bad. There was some damage to Brenda's body that did corroborate the version that Marianne That there told, was sexual assault. That there was torture and abuse. Okay. So Bravo, defa- or, uh, prosecution, you came up with two stunning, not so stunning, uh, reasons for why my, my person here is probably very innocent, and Marianne is probably the worst human being on the face of the earth. <laughs> so, 
With that being said, we are going to go to the defense. Okay, let's do it. One of the big ones, again, what was Mel's motivation on this one? That's my first one. That I mean, that is a strong That's one, but a again... real good one. Again, maybe Mel's one of those, like, high-powered uh, people that are like, no one leaves me. I feel like you're hung up on this weird... People just can't leave one another without somebody else being murdered, because that didn't happen <laughs> to you when you're divorced. I mean... I'm aware of consequences, so... Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, that brings me to point number two. Where the fuck are the pictures and the camera that Marianne claimed she used with Mel during Brenda's murder? Yeah, that is... That, I mean, maybe the camera got lost. Okay? Where, in the Narnia? Maybe. Did Mr. Tumnus pick up the camera? Or maybe... It never fucking happened? Or maybe, yeah, I, what did happen was, Mary Ann knew where the body was that she said her and Mel buried her in, in that shallow grave. But she doesn't know where the camera is, she doesn't know where any of the other evidence is that she supposedly had so much to do with, with Mel. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we need to call a different person on trial. <laughs> <sighs> so, that brings me to point number three. Could Marianne have just been jealous and wanted to take Brenda out? Yeah. Yeah, she could have. Because I think she fucking did. (laughs) So, my thing with the whole jealous thing, how... Okay, so you're saying this is all Marianne. Oh, I 100% think it's all Marianne. My thing is, how did Brenda get into Marianne's house? Because I think Marianne befriended Brenda and acted like her friend and was like, hey... I think that Mel was, I believe you, that Mel was abusive to you. He's been abusing me. Can we just talk? And invited her over to set her up. Okay. And then when she got in, I think she killed, I think Marianne killed Brenda. Very, very interesting. I don't think Mel was involved at all. Huh. I think he just happens to be the scapegoat because Marianne is like, fuck this, I ain't going down for this shit. Okay, okay. Because two people, they only have a shallow grave. I'm not trying to be mean, but if there's two people, you could dig a lot deeper of a grave. (laughs) If you're one person, you're not burying somebody very deep. That's a lot of work to bury somebody. I mean, I guess I'm not familiar with the time, energy, and effort it takes to dig up a grave. I Okay, have you (laughs) dug a fucking hole? No. Oh, yes, you have. You Everybody has dug a hole at some point. Could you imagine taking that hole and being like, it needs to be human-sized? <laughs> okay, so I really think she did it on her own. And when push came to shove, she was able to throw Mel under the bus and make up this wild fucking story because she had the one piece of evidence the cops were looking for, a dead body. Oh, okay. And I think she physically tortured Brenda because she loved Mel. And was like, bitch, he's my man, and I will take care of you now. And if you want to claim he abused you, I'll show you what abuse is. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Uh, I guess that's fair enough. I guess, yeah. You know, you, do you see what I'm saying, though? I feel like that, I, I need, I because I need to defend Mel on this, you know, as the defense for this part, I feel like that's really where it was. And if I... 
And being full honest here, I don't think that Mel did anything at all. I do think he was the scapegoat. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. So, what what is your opinion on this? So, I, well, okay, I know the actual outcome. Right, I know you know the outcome. So, you gotta kind of, like... <laughs> try to not know the outcome. Try out- to not know it. To try to not know the outcome. I, I give Mary Ann's version of things more credit, I guess, than normal, just because she knew exactly where the body was. And her version of events of just she how she got up. into the... How Brenda got into the house of that makes more sense than, oh, I'm going out of my way to become friends with my ex's new girlfriend. Oh, see, I, yeah, I just feel like she is that type of, just because she knew where the body was doesn't mean that her story is at all true. It just means that she was probably the murderer. Okay. Okay. And you think during the grand jury trial, once Marianne got brought into this, she just... She sold out. And tried to pin it on anybody but her? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think had had Mel just said, I really don't know anything about this, and had they not said, well, do you have a current girlfriend at the time, and he didn't say Marianne's name? Well, Marianne was the ex-girlfriend at before Brenda. Okay. I think had he never said, like, oh, no, like, I think had he never brought her name up, Marianne would have gotten off scot-free and Mel would have never gotten in any kind of trouble because I don't think he knew anything about what happened to Brenda. Because it was the perfect murder? It would have been. (laughs) Well, no, it wouldn't have been the perfect murder, but nobody suspected to look at Marianne. Sure, sure. You know, you're looking at the spouse or the boyfriend or the girlfriend at the time, and he's saying, listen, I really don't know. And why, why did he even bring up Marianne to begin with? I mean, that is one question that I had, how his name, how her name came up during the because grand jury. That kind of gives credence to my thing. Did he say, well, her, my ex, Marianne, befriended Brenda? Well, or if he was asked, where were you about that day? And he said, oh, I was with Marianne. You know. You know, or I saw Marianne earlier that day. But yeah, I don't have the actual transcript from the grand jury trial. Got yeah, That, I think, had she never been caught. Like, her name was never brought up. He would have never been caught for anything, and that body would have still been back there, which is horrible. Right, right. Because I don't think Marianne was getting a conscience anytime soon. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Because she is a rancid human being. (laughs) I'm not saying that Mel is perfect. I'm not saying that he's a good person. He's a trashy human being for beating the shit out of Brenda to begin with. You know, especially for Brenda to be like, fuck this, I'm out after two years. Right. That had to have gone from zero to 100 real quick. But I think that Marianne is the one that should have been looked at. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. So now that we've given our opinions to each other on this, we're going to go into us being a jury. Are you voting guilty, not guilty, or are you becoming a hung jury member? Ooh, okay, that is... I am on the fence between guilty and hung jury. Okay. Just due to the fact that I'm taking to credit that Marianne Shore's version of events, in my opinion, would have all happened the way she said it. But I brought up good points. Oh, you brought up wonderful points. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Winning. Okay, so I myself would probably be a hung jury member. I would need way more evidence for me to prove guilty 
or way more evidence to prove innocent because right now there's not enough on either side for me to prove guilty or innocent on this. I would become a hung jury member on this. Right, right. I, I feel you. Because, yes, I can see Marianne's story, but even just from the little bit that I knew of it, look at all of the holes that I myself was able to poke into her story of, well, why couldn't it be this? <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yes, you were able to poke holes and, and prove really good points with those sure. hole poking. But again, it's I'm. You know, we're we're writing a script based on what we feel are more of a bullet point script. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So all those questions you had had could have been brought up, could have been brought up right. and answered. But no, just based on what we had. Right. So I need you to tell me then what was the actual outcome of this trial? Okay. Well, actual outcome is. The prosecution felt there was enough evidence to go charging Mel with it. Okay. So they did. However, the prosecution's star witness, Marianne Shore, whose version of things we read and acted as if they were happened, right, started acting strange on the stand by doing lots of weird shifties and doing little giggles every once in a while. Because she's fucking crazy, dude. I'm telling she's you, crazy. she's the one that committed this murder. Well, it left a bad impression on the jury, causing them not to believe her. I wonder fucking why. <laughs> then, considering there was no solid physical evidence against Mel... Thank you. ...and the lack of credibility the jury felt for Mary Ann had led to the jury to an acquittal of Mel Ignatow of the charges. See, I, I have to agree. You have to acquit somebody if there's not... It has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. And if I can sit here myself and bring up all of these questions that raise so much doubt, I understand that we're bullet pointing things. Yeah. And that that can bring up that type of doubt. But I feel like you do such a good job of like, if there are good solid bullet points, you would have brought them up. And you didn't have those this time around. So my thing was, for this case of the actual outcome... Hypothetically speaking, had Mary Ann not acted strange and left that bad impression, would the jury have believed her and prosecute and found Mal guilty? I don't think they would have, and I think it would have come down to where is the actual evidence showing and like proving Mal actually did it outside of this one person saying, oh, he did it. Because then why isn't she pointing to everybody and saying, oh, he's... He's a Zodiac killer, and he's Ed Gein, and he's this, and he's that. You know what I mean? Like, we can't take one person's wit- like testimony and say, this this is fully it. Okay. On a situation like this. There but needs to it's be not, more evidence. It's a testimony of someone who was supposedly there. That's why she needed the deal. Right, because she was the only one there. Okay. All right. I, I'm 100% standing behind the fact that I think Marianne Shore was the only one there when Brenda was murdered. All right. And I think she was that like crazy shiftiness that she was doing was probably the 30 other voices in her head <laughs> that were talking to her, causing her. They were telling jokes like, it's a me, a Mario. And she, <laughs> look at that, it's a Mario. She's crazy. <laughs> and I think she concocted the story in her mind that put Mel at the center of it because she's oddly in love with him. Uh, so I'm trying to get over the multiple personalities, and one of them is specifically Mario. And one of them would definitely be Mario. <laughs> I'm here to fix all your plumbing in your brain. No, oh. no, she got another leak. <laughs> Luigi's just over there. Mario! 
You know, so I just, I think if the prosecution was doing their job correctly, they would have then said, this is real weird that Marianne is acting so strange and re-examined all of the evidence and said, maybe we need to look at Marianne as the possible murderer. Okay. And only murderer in this situation. Yeah. That's why I don't like giving people deals because (laughs) you will say whatever you can to get your ass out of trouble. Right, and then now that you gave her a deal... Now you, right, can't, now you can't do anything you, to her. You can't get her. She can turn around and be like, ha-ha, I got, I got you, a motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. You thought it was a him, but it was really a me. <laughs> okay, so I feel like I've asked this every single episode since we've done this, you know, season-wise. Do you have any updates about this actual case? Yes, actually I do. Okay. About six months after Mel was acquitted, a handyman was pulling up the carpet in the hallway of Mel's former home, where he uncovered a floor vent. Okay. Inside that floor vent was a plastic bag with some of Brenda's jewelry and three rolls of film. Oh, fuck me. Want to guess what was on that film? The pictures. Yeah, you got it. It was all the pictures that lined up with Mary Ann's version of events exactly. Unfortunately, since Mel was already tried and acquitted for Brenda's murder, they couldn't try him again thanks to the double jeopardy laws. God damn it. I did such a good job poking (laughs) holes and everything. You did. But had you just believed Marianne, sure. Well, she was acting like a little bit crazy. Sometimes people are crazy. I'm still going with she did it all. (laughs) However, some justice was served. Since they couldn't get Mel for murder, they could get him for perjury. No good. Go away, dick. (laughs) Here I am looking like the asshole at the end of this. (laughs) And at this trial, Mel did actually admit to everything, including killing Brenda. Next week, you have to do the fucking defense, and I have to do the prosecution. (laughs) I'm looking like the asshole at each end of one of these. (laughs) I'm sorry. But he was found guilty of perjury at a federal level because he obviously lied to the grand jury. What? And he was sentenced to eight years in federal prison. Oh, see, I would have gotten him even harder for that. If I was that judge, I'd have been like, oh, oh, oh. what was the amount of years you should have served for murder? (laughs) We're going to just tack that on to this for having abusive photos. Right, right. Well, once released from federal prison, the state of Kentucky also charged Mel with perjury relating to false testimony he gave in a case involving Brenda's employer, saying that his life was threatened by her boss. And Mel was sentenced to an additional nine years in state prison. So he's gotten a total of 17 years. He got a total of 17 years. So, I mean, at least it's not the type of justice that you want. Right. But it is justice in the end. And uh, Mel would die a short year and a half after getting out of state prison. Oh, no. You died when you got out. (laughs) Right. You made me look like an asshole, so fuck you. Well, you can't say you made me look like an... You did your job as the defense. I did do my job. Okay, listen. I don't want a single fucking text message from any of you about how I'm the asshole for defending this guy when that is literally what this season is. Right. Because I feel like I'm about ready to get one. Like, I'm waiting any day now for somebody to be like, wow, don't you look like the dick now? <laughs> so, do you, can, can you kind of see why now I put this in the guilty or innocent? Oh, 100%. Because there is so much there to prove his innocence. And then all of a sudden it whipped around. Had that guy never 
done that house renovation. Yeah. My question is, why did Marianne not get those photos over? She had to have known where they were. She, no, Mel was the one who took them. Oh, okay. It's because they renovated Mel's house. Now, I'm right. sorry. I thought it was Marianne. When you get two M's like that, <laughs> where we have a Mel and a Mary, I start to kind of like fuse them and they're the same person. <laughs> so, I, yeah, for the whatever crime... reason, I thought they were going into Marianne's house to renovate. No. The crime happened at Marianne's. Oh, see, I would have acted super shady and been like super close to Mel and been like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then like when he was asleep, tip tiptoeing around the house being like where that motherfucker put those goddamn photos as a mario talked to me in my brain and he was like check the plumbing right that's where i put all of my pictures of a peach oh god so there you have it that is season six episode three mel ignito i feel like these episodes just get a little more and more off the rails each time so far (laughs) and i and i'm loving every i haven't cried yet this season (laughs) <laughs> I have not gotten overly angry this season. I'm feeling it a five on the emotional scale. Very evened. <laughs> One crying, ten anger. I'm at a five. So you're telling everybody you are mentally stable. I am feeling very mentally stable. <laughs> which means, just like my mental health, you are also in charge of your own mental health. So if you or anybody that you know is suffering from a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts please call 988, where there are trained professionals standing by to help you. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials, facebook.com slash callusdead. Follow us on TikTok, where Ryan and I are going to start doing more appearances together and just fun videos in there. Him and I have finally talked about it, and I didn't think he wanted to do weird, fun videos, and we are going to start putting ourselves out there. But you will also still be able to see the kitty. You'll get to see Emma and Regina, the sugar gliders, and of course, Lola and Bailey, anytime you watch those videos. Or if you want to talk to us personally, you can email us at Call us dead at yahoo.com. You can tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases or seasons, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and in case you forget, you can always call us when when you're you're dead. Any involvement with the Brit with the Brendas? You wrote the Brendas. All right, yeah. Well, these are getting writ at like two, written at two o'clock in the morning. The writ at two. The writ. Nickelodeon. Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. You guys call us. So but, go ahead. <clears throat> delete that. <laughs> hmm.